Good evening on a Labor Day Monday. It is actually <clears throat> Labor Day Monday night. And I'm just kind of lagging behind. But you're listening to A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. This is your host, your producer, your engineer. The only thing I'm not doing is I'm not doing any board hopping. But this is your weekend edition and what I'm doing on this first segment believe it or not we actually I'm here in Wichita Kansas to those of you who are listening to me abroad and other podcasters who happen to hear my podcast segments I'm here in Wichita Kansas and I don't know what the high school football seems like in y'all's area but around here I'll say sketchy at most uh, some are playing some aren't uh, some school boards are saying we're not going to play because of health concerns and some of had votes and kind of rescinded that vote but we actually had some high school football area in the area in the state of Kansas and basically thanks to our local newspaper I'm going to be doing a week one high school football recap uh, those of you here in the state of Kansas who follow high school football in the state of Kansas you know that Derby's 26 game streak comes to a halt and also Goddard tops Bueller. So the long-awaited week one of the 2020 Kansas high school football season is in the books. And here is a recap of the biggest games from across the Wichita area. Derby at Mill Valley, 26 game win streak snapped. Friday night's high school football game at Mill Valley was supposed to be a real showdown. Class 5A state champion versus Class 6A state champion. Instead, it was a 45-14 blowout for the Class 5A champion in Mill Valley Jaguars over 6A champ Derby. Quarterback Cooper Marsh was a star right off the bat for Mill Valley 1-0. The senior enjoyed a career night, three rushing touchdowns and a passing TD, two for 192 total yards. Mill Valley running back Quinn Whitnauer had 102 rushing yards on 20 carries. When he scored in the third quarter, pushing the lead, pushing the host lead to 42-7, a running clock was instituted for the final period. Derby's final TD came courtesy of Walsh, capping a 10-minute drive to close out the game. Next game would be Bueller at Goddard. 300 yards, 4 touchdowns. Senior Jake Schaup paced Goddard's 35-20 victory over Bueller. The 6'1 receiver was the breakout star of the game, catching a school record 4 touchdown passes and racking up 242 yards on 12 receptions. He is like a quiet assassin, guarded coach Tommy Beeson said. Shope's big numbers didn't come as a shock to those within the program. He's been a starter for guard the past two seasons, including the 2018 Class 4A state championship game. And even without Simrad for the second half of last season, Shope was productive enough to earn all league honors. I feel like I know some things, something like this was going to happen, Shope said. I am pretty confident in my ability. I feel like I'm pretty underrated. 
So I just want to show people what I can do. Moving on, Junction City at Carroll, Capon at Dodge. The epic holy war is coming. The Capon Crusaders drove almost three hours west to beat Dodge City 42-0 Friday. Dodge City went 9-1 last season while Capon finished 2-7. My, what a difference the coaching change made. Capon, in case you didn't know, this year is coached by former West High Pioneer coach. Western Sharks, who is a coaching legend around these parts of the area. Back in Wichita, Bishop Carroll hosted one of the biggest games in the state. The Golden Eagles beat Junction City, a contender in Class 6A, 29-28. Carroll trailed at halftime after receiver Chase Smarsh was stopped just short of the goal line as time expired. But with under two minutes to go, Carroll senior running back, Hunter Trail, the coach's son, Dusty Trail's son, plowed in for the go-ahead score. Junction City, with short time, but failed, but a failed two-point conversion meant Carroll had hung on. The parochial schools meet in week two as Carroll hosts Capon. The Crusaders haven't beaten Carroll since 1999, but coming off a big road win, the hope is there. Conway Springs at Garden Plain, a two-point conversion away. Two rivals ranked in the top four of their, of their respective classifications opened the season on a one-point game. Garden Plain beat Conway Springs 14-13 after a two-point attempt with 2.42 to play. The Owls received the ensuing kickoff, and the offense never gave the ball back. After losing three straight to Conway Springs from 2016-8 to 18, the Owls have now won back-to-back -back games against the Cardinals and lead the series all-time 31-25. Friday was the first game in charge for Coach Dan Adelhart, who came over from Cape and Mount Carmel. Andover Central at Newton. State runner-up wins on the ropes. Newton went 3-6 last season, and, on, and Andover Central played for a state championship. But Friday night, only seven points were the difference. Andover Central left Newton with a 41-34 victory. It was the first meeting between the programs. Senior quarterback Chase White hit senior wide receiver Cal Coleman for a 53-yard touchdown with 8.21 to play for the game-winning score. The Jaguars trailed early in the third quarter after Newton connected on a 49-yard touchdown pass. Andover Central went 11-2 last season. Its only losses were to May South on the road by a touchdown and to Bishop Meage in the 4A title game. Clearwater at Wellington. Cash takes it to bank in OT. There is a reason Tanner Cash is regarded as one of the best players in the Wichita area. After Wellington forced overtime with a five-yard touchdown from quarterback Berkeley Wright, Clearwater had the ball first. In high school overtime, each team gets a shot on offense with the ball at the opponent's 10-yard line. Cash needed two plays to score. Wellington took over, but a block in the back penalty cost the Crusaders a good shot at the end zone. 
Clearwater escaped with a 36-29 overtime win. With the win, Clearwater has won three straight season openers for the first time since 1977-79. Campus at Salina Central. Coats edge Mustangs by a nose. Campus lost to Salina Central 47-0 at home last season. Friday, the Colts repaid the favor with a 37-32 road victory. Campus junior quarterback Braylon J threw for two passes and ran ran four more in. His top target, senior receiver Tate Rico, brought down both of those passing touchdowns. Salina Central scored with a minute nine to go to make it a one-score game, but the campus offense held on long enough to see the victory formation. Trinity Academy at Chaparral. Knights get first win in 686 days. October 19, 2018 was the most recent time Trinity Academy football fans celebrated a victory until Friday. The Knights beat Chaparral 33-25 on the road, their first victory away from home since October 2017. Trinity is not the worst team in the Wichita area, and it never has. The Knights play one of the toughest schedules of any team in all of Kansas. Last year, they had to face heavy hitters like Andale, Collegiate, Conway Springs, Garden Plain, and Cheney. This year, the Knights play a much more hopeful schedule featuring games against Kingman and Douglas. Winfield at Arc City. The Cali Cup ends in route. The past four Cali Cups were decided by a total of 19 points. This time, Arc City beat its biggest rival, Winfield, 33-0, in what is believed to be the most lopsided Cali Cup since 1984. The Bulldogs didn't even score in the second half. Sophomore quarterback Gabe Welch threw for three touchdown passes of 46, 36, and 25 yards. He ran for another score. Arc City has beaten Winfield in six of the past seven matchups and is going for its third straight class for a regional title in 2020. Finally, Great Bend at Mays South. Mavs blank Panthers. The Mavericks thumped Great Bend 56-0. It was 42-0 at halftime. The 56-point margin is Mays South's largest since 2017 and its most lopsided season opener in school history. Mays South finished with a whopping 602 total yards and held Great Bend to a meager 116. Senior quarterback Colin Shields missed only two passes and threw for four touchdowns, two of which went to receiver Jake Johnson, according to Sports in Kansas. Mays South went 10-1 last season before dropping out of the Class 5A playoffs to crosstown rival Mays in the quarterfinals. So basically looking at what we have seen thus far look like high school football in the surrounding area is off to a good start and look like there are certain teams that are going to have to be 
contended with. You have to keep your eye on them because also Maze fights off an improved Andover team. So it looked like the battle for Maze is going to be hotly contested again this year. But that was your week one high school football recap for the surrounding area of Wichita. So we're just waiting for teams in the city league to start their season. And hopefully we can get some coaches on the show here. And we'll get a recap next week with a coach. So I'm going to pause and slide in a break from my sponsor. And when I come back, I'll have some more updates. Stay tuned. This is A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, Anthony Smith. Welcome back. And in this segment, I want to take a look at HBCU to NFL 2020 from HBCU Game Day. HBCU football may be on pause this year. But dozens of former HBCU stars will be in the NFL in 2020. There are a total of 20 HBCU players on active and practice squad rosters. Practice squad rosters are still being filled out. This number is accurate as of 10 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time on Monday, September 7, 2020 in the NFL. South Carolina State leads the pack with a total of five former Bulldogs in the NFL. North Carolina A&T is not far behind with four. The MEAC leads all HBCU conferences with 13 players in the NFL, while the SWAC has eight. There are two divisions. Division two HBCU players from players in league, one each from the CIAA and the SIAC. So, HBCU players in the NFL for the 2020 season. Arizona Cardinals, Joshua Miles, offensive tackle, Morgan State. Atlanta Falcons, practice squad, Chris Rowland, wide receiver, Tennessee State. Baltimore Ravens, Anthony Levine, senior, safety, Tennessee State. Baltimore Ravens safety, Anthony Levine, senior, is one of the most veteran HBCU players in the NFL. Entering his ninth season in the pros, he has been a key cog in the Ravens' secondary rotation, playing in every game since only seeing action twice during his rookie season. The Buffalo Bills, they have Daryl Johnson, defensive end, North Carolina A&T, Carolina Panthers, Trenton Cannon, running back, Virginia State. Chicago Bears, Tariq Cohen, running back, North Carolina A&T. Tariq Cohen is entering a contract year after a somewhat disappointed 2019 season. Cohen's production as a rusher and receiver declined, going from averaging 4.5 yards per carry and 10.2 yards per reception in 2018 to 3.3 5.8 in 2019. The season I had last year was definitely not my best work, said Cohen, Chicago Bears writer Nate Smith. I definitely 
have to get that bitter taste out of my mouth. That's what I came into the offseason with. That drove me into the offseason through my workouts and now even in training camp. I believe the coaches and all the staff upstairs, they can see that I'm ready to have a season like I had in 2018. Some more on this list. Chavia Simmons, offensive lineman, Tennessee State. The Cleveland Browns have Kaderil Hodge, wide receiver, Prairie View A&M. Jamie Gillen, punter, Arkansas Pine Bluff. On their practice squad, Montrell Mindier, linebacker, Grambling. Dallas Cowboys. Joe Thomas, linebacker, South Carolina State. Detroit Lions, Tony McCray, cornerback, North Carolina A&T. And on their practice squad, Bobby Price, safety, Norfolk State. The Houston Texans, Titus Howard, offensive tackle, Alabama State. Indianapolis Colts, Darius Leonard, linebacker, South Carolina State. Indianapolis coach linebacker Darius Leonard has quickly become one of the best linebackers in the NFL. As one of the team captains in 2020, Leonard's first two seasons have been monstrous, totaling 244 tackles, 12 sacks, and seven touchdowns in a two-year career. He was drafted in the second round by the Colts following a senior season in 2017 in which he was named the first-ever HBCU game day Protect your skull defensive player of the year. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Reserved, retired. Rodney Gunner, defensive tackle, Delaware State. Kansas City Chiefs, Antonio Hamilton, cornerback, South Carolina State. Reserved, injured, Alex Brown, cornerback, South Carolina State. New Orleans Saints, Teron Armstead, offensive tackle, Arkansas Pine Bluff. Reserved injured list, Anthony Lanier, defensive end, Alabama A&M. Las Vegas Raiders, Brandon Parker, offensive tackle, North Carolina A&T. Philadelphia Eagles, Javon Hargrave, defensive tackle, South Carolina State. The Eagles signed Javon Hargrave to a three-year, $39 million deal in the offseason after four seasons with the Steelers, where he racked up 14 and a half sacks and 168 total tackles. <clears throat> Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Quentin Bell, outside linebacker, Prairie View A&M. Ryan Smith, cornerback, North Carolina Central. Their practice squad, Nick Levert, offensive guard, North Carolina Central, and Rice. Washington football team, Danny Johnson, cornerback, Southern University. And there you have a look at the HBCU players that are currently with NFL teams, roster, or in our practice squad, or even on the reserve list. So there you have it, a brief, short podcast for tonight. 
tune back in tomorrow and I will have lots more as I will get you caught up on what's going on in the NBA playoffs, possibly in the world of the WNBA as well. Get you up to date on some NHL playoff happenings and much more. Until next time, I hope you had a safe Labor Day weekend. For some, it's back on the grind tomorrow. So until the next time, take care of yourself and each other. Stay safe. Have a blessed evening. This is A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Anthony Smith signing off.